Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Welcome, everybody, In the Booth on a game day Wednesday. Not until 9 o'clock tonight. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Be spending my Valentine's Day with... Jim Saddle and Polly Civilian. We're gonna have a little. We're gonna make a day of it. Spend some time today on the radio show together. Today, game time tonight. Brought you some chocolates, Polly, and some candles for around the broccoli and cheese bake in the Thank you. press room tonight. Think they'll come stronger than broccoli and cheese bake, or no, no. Maybe we'll get cold gyros. cut surprise gyros. I I would take gyros like once a week in the press room. That's one of their better offerings. Not common uh, to press meals across America, but uh, they do rock out the gyro and the carrier no more. The Eero, I never really know how to say that, and I can't really say it with any authenticity. So when you go to the restaurant across the street or those types of places you want to order it, I'm in over my head when it comes to I like to eat them, just don't really know how to say it. Uh, Galaxy Cup tonight too, huh? Planet Fitness Galaxy Cup. Right, right. Good for them. Planet Fitness Galaxy Cup. Enjoyed the crunch game uh, the other night. Went on Friday. One just kind of uh, slipped away for the good guys. Had their chances. Couldn't get it done. Lost in uh, a shootout. First time I've ever seen a shootout in person was at the uh, crunch game last Friday. So that was a lot of fun. The three-on-three overtime. Very cool. So American Hockey League action. It's fantastic. Hope you can catch that. Syracuse basketball game tonight. Heard Pat and Syracuse call uh, the GMAC show last night. Pat said he's going to check off the box, was how he referred to uh, Valentine's Day. Check off the box and then go up and support the Orange. God bless Pat. And God bless Mrs. Pat. Yeah. Nine, nine, awesome. o'clock. <laughs> so, nine o'clock is a late night game for, on Valentine's, too. It really is. It's but you a, can unusual. get a dinner out of the way and then go watch well, the game. Well, yeah, I think there's probably a reason that we're single, Polly, and I think if you refer to it as get it out of the way... <laughs> that's probably a step in the wrong direction, right? But that that sounds like checking the box is well, getting right. it out of the way, right? Right. But you can do the romantic take, stuff from if you really five have to a seven. Keep, right. If you really have a keeper, you're taking her to the game. That's the way I look at it. I don't you don't you don't get that often. Yeah. I've never been to an issue I haven't been to an issue game as a fan in years anyway, so well, that's that doesn't happen. So join the club on that. But uh, looking forward to seeing the uh, clientele at the Dome tonight and uh, a 9 o'clock start. So big old day. It does force – people like to wear red on Valentine's Day. A lot of the ladies – it forces people to wear the uh, colors of the opposition. That happened, I think, the last time there was a Valentine's Day game was uh, Louisville in the Dome. So people wearing their red and their red and black have seen a, a few of those. So I uh, hope everybody enjoys it uh, up there tonight. Huge game. And uh, we'll talk with Jim Saddleman about that, get a little preview of our broadcast and set the stage for tonight, uh, just a few minutes ahead on the show. Olympic hockey team lost earlier today, speaking of uh, hockey and setbacks and tough go of it. And uh, 
couple of the Olympic highlights that we can get to in due time as well. I want to share with you some of the thoughts this week of NC State head coach Kevin Keats. He's in his first year there, uh, stepping in for Mark Gottfried, who's uh, a well-liked guy but uh, and had some good, talented teams, just didn't get the job done in terms of uh, winning enough for uh, the Wolfpack fans, back-to-back losing seasons for NC State, something like nine total wins in the uh, ACC in the last two years. And this NC State team is right there with Syracuse at 6-6. Six and six. That is the definition of middle of the pack. But they have the huge wins. And uh, Keats was asked this week how uh, it would go in terms of taking on Syracuse and the challenges faced when you line up against the Orange. The zone has always been a problem. Um, you know, they're good at it. As I said, you know, I don't, I don't know there's another team in the country that's uh, as effective as playing zone as those guys because obviously they play it, you know, 100% of the time. So that would be our challenge, um, uh, you know, trying to contain those two guards and, and obviously not letting their role players really hurt us and then, you know, obviously trying to find ways to score against their people in zone. And NC State doesn't really have a problem scoring. This is a team that plays some of the higher scoring games in the conference in part because they push the tempo. They are uh, the top team in the league in terms of steals. They gamble defensively, uh, sort of in the uh, Louisville style. Again, uh, Keats, an assistant Louisville, then had some success. The head coach at UNC Wilmington got them to the tournament last year. And when you face Syracuse, it's not just that they play the zone and they're committed to it, but that they do it with long athletes, bigger than what NC State will have to offer tonight. They do such a great job, and obviously the, the one thing that makes Syracuse so special is obviously you know that you're coming into the game and they're going to play a 2-3 zone, and, and they're great at it, and, and those guys do a great job of protecting the rim. Um, you know, what's uh, lost in how well they play is they they're, they will score around the basket. Uh, they're very active um, on both ends of the floor, and so uh, it's really tough because, you know, even when you try to game plan for them, you know what they're going to do. But because of their length and their ability uh, on the defensive end, they make you take tough shots. And then offensively, they are doing a great job of keeping a lot of balls live, getting a lot of offensive rebounds. So uh, it's a tough matchup for us because of their length and their ability to, um, you know, score and defend on the other end. Keats and NC State have a little bit of size and length, too. In fact, they have, in some cases, bigger bodies than you see around the league. Omar Yurtsev, the former uh, Syracuse recruit from Turkey, now in his sophomore year, has taken a, a big step forward as uh, somebody who was thought to be at one time an NBA lottery pick, and maybe someday again he will be, but uh, he has pretty decent range, uh, skilled offensive player. And then Abdul Malik Abu, big dude. He's lost some pounds uh, in his time in the uh, NC State program, but uh, 6'8", 240, the type of guy that if uh, Marek Dolajai has a tough go of it, uh, don't be surprised if it's from uh, running into that cat in uh, Abdul Malik Abu. Uh, one more on the the zone. NC State uh, is a team that hasn't seen a ton of it this year. Keats addressed uh, how they'll approach it uh, in general terms, his game plan against Syracuse. It's a different zone, even though, you know, uh, everybody says, well, you're playing against zone. Uh, I don't know that there's a better zone in the country um, than Syracuse. Um, Jim does a tremendous job with that zone, but 
Uh, I, I think you know what we learned is we've got to do a great job of getting a lot of ball and player movement. Uh, when you look at the zone, we did a good job more so in the second half of getting great looks where we just didn't settle for shots outside. I thought we had some penetration and we were pa- we were able to make the plays from inside out. And I think you got to do the same thing with that zone. You got to have play and ball movement. You got to try to get into the middle, which is really tough, but you got to play from inside out against it. So we'll look for that particular approach against the uh, Syracuse zone tonight. Certainly NC State, if they try to get the ball to the free throw line and operate from there, will not be the first team to uh, to take that approach. And we'll keep an eye on just how they go about it. This is an interesting team and in its makeup, and we'll get into that with uh, Coach Sadlin, uh here in just a bit. Keats in his couple of years at uh, Wilmington, three years total. He won 18, 25, and then 29 games. Made the tournament each of the last two years. If you'd like to call us, you can at 437-7644-ESPN44. Doug in North Syracuse is with us on the line. Hello, Doug. Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, pretty good, thank you. Listen, I know that this tip-off time is uh, creating problems for a lot of people with the 9 o'clock tip-off of Valentine's Day and all of that. So, I just wanted to offer a little help and let them know that they can still get their dome fix filled with excitement by going Saturday at 2 o'clock to watch the Albany-Syracuse lacrosse game. It's going to be huge and super good. So there's my good deed for the day. I love Thanks. it. <laughs> No, it's going to be a huge game. Two uh, top ten teams. Albany's loaded, and uh, Syracuse flexed its muscles at the start of uh, the season for sure against Binghamton, scoring the first thirteen goals in that game. But uh, Albany's got a lot of firepower, from what it sounds like, and it's going to be, I would imagine, the first or second biggest crowd of the season in the dome this year, or, or among them, uh, Albany, Hopkins, Notre Dame, North Carolina, uh, all on the dome schedule. So uh, good stuff there, Doug. We appreciate it. Uh, you don't have to do either or there, folks. You you can you can do both, but uh, we'd love to see you there. The uh, lax game kind of coinciding a little bit with the men's basketball game, which is on the road, but that's what we're there for. We'll be at the game and keep you abreast on what you're maybe missing from Miami if you want to go to uh, the Carrier Dome for the Albany game. Programming note that uh, basketball will be on TK99 and ESPN AM 1200, and lacrosse will be right here on ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Okay. Kind of figure that. I guess we take that for granted. But uh, Let the listeners know. I was going to say, hopefully the listeners are uh, picking up on that as well. So, uh, again, that you can catch both of those as well. It'll be a really important big basketball game on the road uh, at Miami at noon. And then the lacrosse game, uh, Albany up to number three in the polls. A lot of people uh, view them as the best or maybe the most talented team in the country. Um, and Syracuse obviously looked really good in its opener uh, in every respect. Hard to pick any uh, nits with a 21-4 to win against uh, Binghamton on Saturday. So all's good in that neighborhood. All right, we'll take a break. May even get into a little lacrosse talk on the uh, show tomorrow to uh, preview that. No show for us on Friday as we travel uh, to FLA. When we come back, Jim Sadlin will be with us in the booth. You're listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse. The Cruncher in Utica tonight to face the Utica Comets in another Galaxy Cup Series matchup. Countdown to Crunch Time starts at 645. Puck drop at 7 on ESPN Radio.
This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Back in the booth on uh, ESPN Radio Syracuse as we get set for the Orange and NC State in the Dome this evening with a 9 o'clock tip time matchup of two, six, and six teams. And certainly the winner in this one benefits greatly, particularly if it's NC State. I, I think if you look at NC State's resume against Syracuse, yes, they have a couple of squirrely losses from early in the year, North Carolina, Greensboro, Northern Iowa, et cetera, but they've got huge wins. They beat Carolina, Duke, Clemson, beat Arizona early in the year in Atlantis. Those games count. You know, there isn't really the emphasis anymore on last 10 games or whatever it might have been that that at one time was an ingredient into determining a team's NCAA tournament worthiness. Syracuse got into the tournament in 2016 with a great deal of help from the fact that it won in Atlantis. And so while those games are at Thanksgiving, you can still call back on them. You know, Arizona has uh, rectified itself after a rocky start, but uh, NC State clipped them in Atlantis uh, early in the year. And uh, that can happen when you're uh, in paradise, literally paradise island, they call it. But, uh, NC State's got that to hold on to. And I think if you look at head-to-head, uh, Syracuse and NC State, you go with a Syracuse team that, or a, an NC State team that has better wins. The fact of the matter is, all this nonsense about, well, if the tournament starts today, the tournament's not going to start today. That, that's why you play out all the games and uh, the entire season. Syracuse wins tonight, then now they've got a head-to-head win in hand against NC State if it does come down to determining their fate relative to another team in the conference, plus you've got the conference tournament still to come. Speaking of uh, Paradise and Atlantis, our friend Jim Sadlin uh, still, I'm sure, remembers fondly our trip there a couple years ago. It was a great time, great uh, basketball in a beautiful setting, and and, uh, that's one of the big wins uh, stats that NC State has this year. They snuck up on Arizona early in the year, and uh, they can't take that away from them. No, they can't, Matthew, and they – They've got a number of good wins, as you mentioned, and, uh, you know, their non-conference schedule is not very good, and that's probably what's keeping them down. But uh, they've beaten some really good basketball teams, and, uh, you know, they're talented. I mean, you, you saw some tape of them, and, and we saw it, and we listened to their scouting report, and uh, they really have some talented players that play a unique style uh, with an awful lot of different players. And, you know, they use nine of them, and they're going to rotate them in and out, and they're going to try to wear Syracuse down no doubt they'll pressure them and they'll try to do some things that uh, that, that uh, Syracuse probably uh, doesn't want done to them at this point. But uh, it, it should be a uh, a really good game that, that has serious consequences. There's no question of that. You know, if you lose, it doesn't mean you're out. But it's certainly if you win, that's a, that's a huge thing on your resume. Well, road wins in this situation obviously count more. And you don't want to be losing at home to uh, teams that aren't decidedly better than you. You know, if, if Duke comes into your place or Virginia comes into your place and wins, uh, the committee's not going to hold that against you, but uh, you've got to win the games against uh, certainly the middle of, of the pack and down in the conference, and uh, Syracuse is looking to do that. So let's look at the style, Coach, with, with your expertise. Kevin Keats comes from Louisville where he was an assistant under uh, Rick Pitino. He had been at Hargrave Military Academy, uh, that actually helped him a little bit in uh, his recruiting efforts 
at NC State where he had to build up the roster quickly. Coaching change made. Mark Gottfried sent on his way. In the interim there, Keats had had a successful run at UNC Wilmington, had been in the tournament uh, two years in a row, and uh, almost pulled off a first-round upset last year. And so now he comes in with this idea of really forcing the action, right, uh, overplaying mm-hmm. and going for steals on defense. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, they're, I think, well-conditioned, and they're just going to keep keep it uh, the, the the metal to the pedal here. I mean, they're going to go, and they're going to try to score in transition. They're going to try to score, you know, take threes in transition. They're going to be quick-hitting. Um, I don't think they're a great defensive team, Matt. I think right. that Syracuse can score off of this team if they're a little patient and, uh, uh, and let the clock go down a little bit. I don't mean that you, you're not going to take some good shots if you got them early. But, uh, you know, so, I, I mean, this is a different style than Syracuse has seen for a while. And it's interesting because Carolina, North Carolina plays kind of like this too. So they'll see that next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Miami in between does not play like that. And, uh so, but but I think North Carolina State, I think Syracuse can take advantage of some things here. I mean, Battle and Howard are much bigger than the guards for North Carolina State, and I would look for them to, to really try to drive it to the basket and shoot over the top of their smaller guards. That could really be um, an opportunity for them. Syracuse has done a great job limiting their turnovers in the last few games, and I think they have to do that in a game like this where there's going to be a lot of possessions and, and teams are going to fly up and down the court with it. So, Syracuse has to do some things. You know, they have to defend the three. They have to get back and, you know, stop the transition. But, you know, this is a game that should be really, really competitive. Um, in you know, State, although they've won, you know, some big games on the road and, and they've done some terrific things there, uh, they still have got to come in with some younger guys to come into the Dome. And uh, i, I got to think that the crowd's going to be excited tonight and into it. And, uh that could really that could really factor into Syracuse's favor, certainly. Sure, three games uh, where the Orange, the last three, have not made more than eight turnovers in any of them, and uh, in the first, the previous seventeen games, they'd made at least ten turnovers in all of those. So uh, that's a, a big potential change. One of the matchups I'm looking forward to tonight, Coach, is O'Shea Brissett against Abdul Malik Abu. Uh, Brissett has had back to back. Pretty strong games here. His first double-double in conference came in the uh, Wake Forest win on Sunday. And Abu, you know, is 6'8", maybe plays below the rim, but he is a wide body, big, physical, strong, you know, and the type of guy that Brissett and Dolajai in particular have had a little bit of difficulty with. And you got into, I mean, he's also a senior, too. He's been around the block a number of times, and... uh, one of the quotes I saw from someplace with Keats when he came in, he said that Abu's going to lead the country in dunks this year. <laughs> I don't know if that's happening or not because I think he thinks that their guards can penetrate and this kid just gets to every offensive rebound. But we've seen him in the past, and you're right. He's a wide body, strong, physical, and you just got to hope that O'Shea and, and Marek don't get in foul trouble trying to compete physically with him on the boards. And, uh, so, yeah, there's going to be some interesting matchups here tonight. And as I mentioned before, I really do think that Syracuse has the advantage in the guard spots. And that's where they're going to either win or lose this basketball game today. If they can really take advantage of Johnson and, and uh, Beverly, some of the smaller guards for North Carolina State, then I think that really is going to, it's going to work in Syracuse's favor. Markel Johnson, the understudy to uh, Dennis uh, Smith Jr., who uh, went pro after one year, Johnson 
obviously has uh, stepped up his level of play this year and has been among the uh, national leaders in assists, just under eight per game. He's six one. Braxton Beverly is uh, listed at six feet. He's the guy that was actually in summer school at Ohio State, but with the late nature of Thad Mata's uh, dismissal at uh, Ohio State, there was some complication, but he was eventually uh, eligible to transfer, and so uh, he's playing quite a bit as a freshman with the Wolfpack. So that's where a- any team that lines up against Syracuse uh, has to first identify Frank Howard and Tyus Battle, but you got two guys that are playing very well together right now, and uh, certainly that height advantage has to count for something. Yeah, you would hope so, and the confidence level. I think that both Tyus and Frank at this point are, are really um, highly confident in, in each other and themselves and in each other, and uh, and they know that uh, as those two go, go as does Syracuse go, and uh, certainly you need you need Brissett and you need Dolzhai and you need Pascal and, and hopefully, uh, you know, Brahma Sidibe is going to be strong off the bench tonight. Anthony, or Matthew Moyer, I think, is probably going to be available to play. So, you know, those things will help in terms of numbers, but you live and die with, with the backcourt. And when they're playing well, they're as good as any backcourt in the ACC. I'm convinced of that. Sure. I was going to ask you that about uh, what your eyes told you from what we saw yesterday at practice with uh, Sidibe and Moyer. But uh, you think they're both green-lighted tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, it looked like uh, Barama was running really well, and it didn't look like there was any bother at all to him. Matthew Moore looked like he was still limping a little bit, but he went through the whole practice and, and worked all the full-court drills and everything else. So unless something happened overnight and his ankle blew up again or something, um, I would think that he'd be ready to go today. And, and and that might be really helpful in a game like this where North Carolina State uses nine guys and uses a lot of, you know, for a lot of minutes and uh, trying to wear down the op- opponent and uh, anything Syracuse can get, you know, from those guys. And and Pascal's always a key in the games, you know, because he's such a big person and he's so in, in the zone and Syracuse's zone will help. You know, this team's averaging close to 80 points a game and they get a bunch of points against a lot of different teams. I don't see them getting that many points against Syracuse's zone, quite frankly. And I think Pascal is really the key player in that whole zone because he can stop people from dominating on the inside. Last thing with uh, Jim Saddle, and we appreciate your time today, Coach. Uh, the That matchup there, and, and you can kind of maybe fill us in on a bigger picture in the way that these players are, first of all, found, you know, discovered in uh, outposts and then developed. But you can tell the difference between an uh, Omar Yutsevin, who Syracuse recruited, he's from Turkey, he's played in all the FIBA tournaments and all of that, and he's polished. And Pascal Chuku is from Africa, came to Connecticut, you know, eventually played a little high school basketball, transitioning from soccer, and he's obviously got a ways to go. Yeah, absolutely big difference in, in competition-wise and where they've come from. And, and, uh, and you're right, Syracuse, you know, certainly Seven was on the top of Syracuse's recruiting list a few years ago and uh, didn't do a whole lot last year, wasn't the focal point of that offense, has played much, much better this year, really a skilled player. So, um, Syracuse is going to have to be very much aware of them. But I also not we not downplay Pascal. I know no. he's up and down a little bit, and he has some good games and some bad games. And he even has within the game, he has a good half and a bad half. But when he's on and he's playing well, Syracuse is a totally different team and can pretty much compete with anybody. Okay, can't wait, my friend. Looking forward to uh, seeing it. A happy Valentine's Day to uh, you and Kath, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Okay. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Have a good one. All right. Jim Sadlin 
will be with us. Uh, we'll start our pregame in five hours from right now, 7.30 start time, heading to a 9 o'clock tip in the Dome, the Orange, and North Carolina State, only scheduled meeting between the two this year. Back with more when we continue in the booth. We'll have Do We Care with Joe Salzone next on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Get on the block with Brent Axe. We forget the most basic fundamental thing sometimes. That's somebody's kid. This is college sports. You're in that weird in-between where they're not quite high school kids. You want to teach them about life and growing up and handling their business. and But they still are college kids. And if that's your kid out there, you don't want a coach to wreck your kid's knee because they have to win. On the block with Brent Axe, 4 to 6. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM and 1440 AM. Live from the DBOffers.com, powered by Drivers Village Studio. This is ESPN Radio. 97.7 FM, Syracuse. And 100.1 FM, Oswego. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait, the other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Here's Joe Salzone. Johnny Manziel will participate in the Developmental Spring League this year as he tries making a return to the NFL. The former Heisman Trophy winner has signed a deal to play in the Elite D League March 28th through April 15th in Austin, Texas. Manziel, who told ABC News earlier this week that he's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, says he's thankful for the chance to play in the Spring League. There's only one context where... D is considered elite, and it doesn't have to do with football. That's kind of an odd name for a league, but I, I guess I must have slept on the, the, the very fact that, that it exists. Well, that was D for developmental in NBA context. I don't know what this is all about, but I, I don't understand what people's infatuation is with Johnny Manziel. I, I think with the late revelation here that you hope he gets healthy and goes on to does something that uh, fulfills him and, and leads to you know, a happy life. What sign is there? I mean, he was a really good college quarterback. Who thought he was going to be a great NFL quarterback to begin with? And of all people for second and third and fourth chance, I mean, take a shot, I guess. But uh, if this guy doesn't make the NFL, I don't think it will become a, certainly won't be a surprise to me. And uh, his track record to this point, not very strong. He obviously doesn't want to, you know, the whole idea of playing in Canada and some of those other things he's not, Terribly devoted to that, I guess. But let's see if he's any better now uh, with some years of maturity on him. I will save my elite D League jokes for the Daniel Baldwin show. I don't want to soil this show. I will pass. Appreciate it. it. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, no problem. It's a high class. D, D for decorum. <laughs> <laughs> the father. Uh, the sad thing is, I know the joke he wants to do. I, I know. Do I Everybody know, does. Yes. It's. Why I said it. <laughs> the father of Cleveland Indians manager Terry Francona has passed away. Tito Francona played with the Indians for six years. Francona was a career 272 hitter with 125 home runs. Tito Francona was 84 years old. Yep. Uh, Terry goes by Tito. Everybody in baseball calls uh, Terry his father's nickname. And uh, Terry is one of the best, if not the best, major league manager right now and, and uh, a superhuman being. So this one will uh, hit a lot of people hard in the game. And uh, a life well-lived for uh, Tito Francona to have played in the Major League Baseball in his own right and for his son to play in the majors and, and to be a manager and a world champion. Uh, very cool, and uh, we're sorry for their loss. And the parents of a Wisconsin State Senate candidate 
have maxed out their donations, but to his opponent. Michael and Donna Nicholson gave $2,700 each to Tammy Baldwin, a Democrat. Their son, Kevin Nicholson, is running as a Republican. I like that. That's pretty cool. It's got to make for some uncomfortable family dinners. I would think so, yeah. Um, That just shows. That's not much of a cap on, on the donation either. They've each each individual probably is given the twenty seven hundo, right? Yeah, our country has lost its mind. You can't hold your nose and vote for your kid. Well, you could say that that that's one way to look at, it, but the other would be, what is it? Are you so? I mean, let's hear more about what their stances are, or is it so? Staunch on a party line are, are Michael and Donna Nicholson well, uh, hardcore Democrats. They've never voted Republican. They don't pay attention to this individual uh, candidates' platforms, etc. Or do they have some beef with their kid? Or how- this this guy Nicholson says that his uh, parents' uh, worldview fits in perfectly with uh, that of uh, his opponent. Which so he doesn't blame them for voting for the. I, I took that more as kind of a uh, I guess a, a swipe. Okay. If he loses by two votes, it'll be. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to December. Check hey, back. Mom, Dad, remember when you voted for the person that beat me for the job I wanted? <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how that one uh, that one shakes out. Do We Care is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Cam's love it first slice. Set a little reminder there, Joe, when, when the uh, Wisconsin State Senate election <laughs> will. takes place, why don't you come back to us with the details on I, that one, okay? I will follow up. The uh, Nicholson v. Baldwin race. Find out what district, too. Is it like big city, country town? They have good cheese there? I, <laughs> Do a little homework. I will. Okay. We're going for three for three for the week here. You're backing off. You're not giving Well, much, I don't uh, want to be not, accused not of interference of, again. He's got four fouls. There. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was just too easy. <laughs> that was too easy. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Matt. All right. Polly. Good, good work. <laughs> Joe's in some kind of mood today, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Do you have a Valentine? Is that, that what it is? No, that's a good question. That's why I'm in a good mood. I don't <laughs> have a Valentine. Because you don't? I hear you. I thought you were going to the D-League tonight or something. Well, there, uh, <laughs> uh, will there be anybody that's buying you Valentine's gifts tonight? No, man. No. I, I hope it stays that way. You're just a miserable human being. Yes, I you? am. Yes. Did anyway. you even uh, get a Valentine from the secretary? Because she gives yeah, everybody. Yeah, Mary passed out a whole bunch. I, she got my dog. Is that right? A Valentine's. Did so you get you one? That's a good uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen her yet. <laughs> well, it was yesterday. I mean, I got mine yesterday. Before, oh. before the end of the show, I want you to head out and walk by and yes. see if you get a Valentine's and great, come back and report to us. All right, I will. Um, do you enjoy like? Do you enjoy chocolate or human interaction or any I, of those things? I enjoy chocolate more than I enjoy human interaction. <laughs> right, I, I've gathered that, yeah. What, what's your night look like? You gonna? Oh, you're gonna. Work I'll be there. here. So yeah, on the board for the game. Get home at around midnight. Gonna watch you get a pizza maybe for we'll, yourself. Maybe, maybe we'll send you a little. Little uh, shout out, yeah. Do it special. <laughs> do a special tonight. All right. Take yourself out for a date over at the, uh, you know, <laughs> Empire Sushi Place down the road. Uh, I do not care for sushi. I could see that. I knew that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was a no brainer. Cheeseburgers there. Wow. I'm not the most cultured of people. I think that's glaringly obvious. Go to Nick's Tomato Pie. Get yourself a pie. All there right. you go. All right. There you go. Good. Good. Clean fun there. All right. Can't wait to hear how that goes. <laughs> we'll go through that on tomorrow's show. Go we'll walk now. All right. Go I find will. out. Come back and report to us. I can't wait to find out whether Joe got you a You want to put five bucks on it? Uh, uh, 
Mary, Mary got him one. Okay, I'll go the opposite. Okay. I'll buy you dinner tonight at the press room. That's exciting. All right, back in the booth on ESPN <laughs> Radio Syracuse. Syracuse lacrosse back in action this Saturday right here on ESPN 97.7. Face off against Albany at 2 o'clock. Orange pregame, one thirty. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Back in the booth on ESPN Radio, Syracuse Orange Hoops tonight, 9 o'clock tip time, 7.30 pregame on TK99. We'll be back to uh, look over the game here tomorrow with Mike Waters of uh, Syracuse.com on the show tomorrow. Joe is back because inquiring minds want to know how that turned out. So, Joe, you walked by uh, Secretary Mary's Mm -hmm. uh, desk. Mary uh, might quite possibly be the, the sweetest human being on the planet uh, what did you find? Did you have a Valentine? I did. It was a, a Star Wars themed uh, Valentine. That's exciting. It was a nice uh, gesture. I <laughs> said thank you. And, and where where is the Valentine now, Joe? Uh, it is in the garbage can. Uh-huh. And here's why it's in the garbage can. I am not a sentimental person. I don't hold on to cards, birthday cards, Christmas cards. I say thank you, and into the trash they go. So, oh my, you don't God. feel. Any gesture is owed based on Mary's kindness of making Valentine's for everyone. I said thank you. So she went out of her way. and But you could pin it by your desk or take it home and throw it out. You don't I, leave it. So what I, other, there have to be other common mores of society that <laughs> you just completely run right through, right? I mean, everybody knows. You're getting a card. You got to keep the card around for a little while, a day. It's got to survive a day. Uh, a day. It survived a few minutes. It had a good run. <laughs> it, it, it was in the trash before the commercial break was it, over. As yeah. soon as you opened it, it went into the garbage. Yeah, it wasn't a very big card, so. Well, it didn't take you long to read it. I mean, it's not about the amount of verbiage on the card. I am not a, Bur- I am right, not so a somebody sent you a birthday person. card. It goes right in the trash. I mean, is yeah, it, is it on the, the table I'll, for the the no, week or the? No, I don't. I don't display cards. But that's a do you have, uh, have. Do you have children in your life? Do you have? Uh, <laughs> no, I do not. Not, not your personal. Do you have uh, nieces, nephews? No, do you have? I don't. My cousins have have kids, but eh, uh-huh. I can take it or leave it. Right. Getting a card at home is a thousand times different than getting one at work. Where the person will could look in the garbage can and see it, right? Which she won't, but that's beside the point. Uh, now she but might. She, well, uh, I wouldn't go as far to say she wouldn't either. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to find out if Mary is hurt now. I'm hurt for yeah, her. I just yeah. I you just have to be a better person, Joe. Uh, Take it out and put it, pin it to your desk. I'm not, I'm not no. doing that. No, I am not doing that. Put it on the pole, as uh, <laughs> Levitard would say. So n- there's not a period of time where you feel obligated to your, your entire acknowledgement. Thank you. You feel is sufficient. I think it's more than sufficient. In, in your defense, by the way, I thanked Mary profusely. Walked away. I didn't trash the card immediately. But would would it have made it past a trash can that was in front of Mary? So if right, there was a right, can right, right, right. in the in, no, I wouldn't in throw it out in question. front of uh, in front of a person. Now that <laughs> so you wouldn't open it and just flip it in? No, I would not do that. Okay. Well, uh, I don't. But you're think not upset I would in any that. way that we're calling you out. No, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think it's pretty well documented. I'm I'm dead on the inside. So it's. You know. I've just never seen that before. What was you, what was really? done to you, Joe? What was nothing? I, it's, okay. I'm just uh, not a warm person. Even if you don't want to pretend yeah. for a day. Put it next to your desk. 
Eh. Your sentimental connection to that 1984 sweatshirt that you wear. <laughs> you would say, uh, obviously, it's significantly more than you have to any human person or to the card. Well, or, yeah, that cost me money. When I'm giving advice in this situation, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly you right. completely I, I, crossed same, a line. Same. Eh, I, I don't think right, it man. did. I don't think it crossed a line at all. The decorum league. We're gonna, we're yeah. gonna put you elite. in the D league. You're not. You're not in the elite decorum league. That's for sure. Well, my heart's broken. Okay, once you run that one past Baldwin, see what he he says about that. Baldwin will say you got to keep the card too. I yeah. know he will. I can't I would, wait. I would think he would say there's just a general understanding that we have as human beings that that's what you do. Yeah, most Otherwise, people may have with that fire. understanding. I don't uh, agree. You exempt yourself from throw it out at home. Yeah. Uh, that's that's holding on to it for a while. You're not going you to don't be have here. a recycle <laughs> bin, or his eh. commitment level is that's thirty it. seconds. Yep. Yeah, that's about right. All right, good stuff. We'll be was talking it? to you when you're on the. It was great stuff. Game <laughs> Believe me, that was great. Yeah, radio. Really hope you. You are a weird cat. I'm there also going to feel bad that you know this quality radio product that we're going to make later tonight. This game, you're, you're going to have a, a literally a hand in that. I mean, it, it makes me feel dirty. In some way. He would make a great coach, whereas if they team lost, he could just throw it out immediately afterwards and move on to the next game. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it wouldn't, he wouldn't let things yeah. linger. I'm not going to tell you who just chimed in on the poll, but it's somebody that you should care about their opinion. It's like an actual decent, upstanding member of our community. Is it my parents? No. No, decent, I said. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> what did they say? Minimum, you, you don't dispose of the card you got at work. At work. Yes. That should be the minimum baseline. <laughs> what do we got? Is that a caller up there? I mean, that, that, that's oh. just a basic. Oh, it's Mary. Mary from the front desk? Yes. Let's get her on. Hello, Mary. Okay. I'm, I'm She's, really, call it, the really call is unhappy coming from inside right now. The building. I, just, I just tuned in, uh, and I heard something about someone throwing a valentine I had set down and, and written out and, and actually took the time to give to him and he threw it in the trash don't take it personally mary i think it's just joe's an animal yeah i'm not a good person well this is a person that you interact with on a pretty close to daily basis mary and and uh, i think we were all touched by the gesture of you making a card and i know it's a long-standing tradition for you here at the station and me being somebody who comes into the station a little more now i was touched joe was not (laughs) Well, next year I'm going to give him one the size of a doorway just to, I love just it. to piss him off. <laughs> well, very good. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, and bye. Keep sharing sunshine. In Joe's defense, it could have been from his grandparents or his parents, and he would have thrown it out also. Yes. That's, he does not discriminate. That is accurate. <laughs> That's very accurate. Wow. All right, let's just, because I want to end on something basketball, let's play Kevin Keats on Tyus Battle and the challenges presented by the Orange's leading scorer. Well, he's playing well. Um, he makes them go. Um, obviously, he leads the team, um, obviously, in scoring. And the emotional leader and physical leader. And uh, when you look at him, um, you know, anytime late shot clock, he's a guy that's going to have the ball in his hand. He makes plays for him. Um, he's, he's making his pull-ups. He's shooting well behind, you know, behind the three-point line. Um, he is playing as good a basketball as any guard in this league. And, and obviously, he's going to be a tough matchup for us. Well, he's a tough matchup for uh, virtually everybody that uh, plays against Syracuse. He does not sneak up on anybody in the uh, scouting report. And uh, it'll be a great matchup tonight, I think. A lot of good personnel, strategic uh, kind of nooks and crannies in this one tonight. Tips off at 9 o'clock in the Dome. We'll be on the air for you on TK99 at uh, 7.30 tonight. We'll hear from uh, Coach Beheim, O'Shea Brissett, 
and more over the course of our broadcast. All right, Polly. So uh, we'll see you in just a little bit on a little Valentine's Day date, you and me. All right. Can't wait. Saddling. I owe you five bucks. Yes, you do. On the card. Should have bet more on his throwing it out. I wouldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe eventually we'll make him a reasonable human being. We'll start with that tomorrow in the booth on ESPN Radio Syracuse.